Wait, should I say it? Yeah, be blunt as fuck. This is Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. Welcome back to this week's episode of Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. We have a special guest on today, Dana Tao. She's a makeup artist and hairstylist, and she owns her own business called Cheek to Cheek Artistry. So welcome, Dana. Thanks for being on. Thank you so much, ladies. So can you just introduce yourself a little and explain your business and what it's all about? Yeah, sure. So... I've been in the beauty industry for about 13 years and my business is just over six years old. Um, We specialize in luxury based weddings and events. Um, Events meaning everything from, well, basically anything that you need hair and makeup or beauty needs. Um, But our big, uh, most of our clients are, our bread and butter, if you will, is definitely weddings and bridal parties and brides. Um, And we've, worked all over California, everywhere from like Napa to Sonoma to Santa Barbara to Palm Springs and kind of hit the ground running when we started business. And um, at one point pre-COVID, we're doing about 200 to 250 events and weddings per year with me and my team. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. That's that, a lot. And that's yeah. a lot of travel. That is not like <laughs> close it's to crazy. <laughs> What made you guys like decide to just kind of go everywhere instead of just keeping it more local? I think because people like the idea of doing destination or doing somewhere kind of unique. Um, I think California is great for that because people who may be from like LA or um, Orange County can travel up to like San Luis Obispo or Napa and do some sort of like you know, destination wedding weekend where they have like a welcome Mm -hmm. party one night and then then they have their wedding and then the next day they have a brunch celebration. So it ends up being like a three-day kind of, you know, destination getaway luxury event. Um, So I think we definitely have like a little niche here in California with doing that kind of stuff because people travel all over the world to come to like Malibu and Santa Barbara and do weddings and events. So it's kind of a trip because we've worked with people who come here from like Australia and they have destination weddings in Santa Barbara with like that's crazy of their closest guests. Because we think like, because we live in California, obviously all of us do. We're kind of like, why would you travel all the way from Australia to California? Totally. Oh yeah. But I mean, clearly I people guess do. People do travel to like Mexico or Jamaica or wherever to go to destinations. But Maybe like, I never like think Jamaica. like, right. But you never think like <laughs> California, even though like Santa Barbara, like it's on my vision board to have my wedding in Montecito. So right? I, mean, I get people, <laughs> I get people want to get married there, <laughs> Yeah, but it is crazy how far they come. Do you yeah. like do the hair and make, if it is a destination, are you doing their hair and makeup like for the other events, like the dinner? Or- it's become more and more popular to have those services taken care of, especially the rehearsal dinner. So a lot of brides will opt to have us come the day before. Um, it's obviously like more of a chill look. Some girls will do like a little party pony and like maybe play up the makeup a little bit because they're they plan on having too. cocktails. A party no, pony. I'm like, full glam every single event full you never know um and then obviously the next day we 
do the wedding. So sometimes if it's far, it's, if it's far enough, I'll stay the night or I'll bring my team with me and we'll stay the night, obviously travel in that morning or the day before to take them, you know, for their rehearsal dinner. And then it's kind of nice because then we're already there so we can do the wedding the next day and then we leave. So it's does the bride of, like pay for that? Like oh, you're exactly comment. what I was going to oh ask. My, absolutely. Like, I was like, honestly, I that like, seems yeah, like a dream for my, yeah, my I mean, it has to be worth it for us. So it's a little extra added incentive when they pay for us to get a hotel room and pay you usually some sort of small per diem. So pay for our, our meal or two there while we're there. Oh, nice. We have to eat. Think of that. You know, we're in the wrong business. (laughs) I know. I went to makeup school, but like, oh my God. Yeah, because it's like a big commitment. So for myself, free food's pretty much. I have have a kid. So, like, if I'm going to travel for two days for work, it has to be worth it for me. And with the beauty industry, it's a little bit different. Like, we don't normally work Monday through Friday. So, a wedding weekend for me, you know, I could have Monday through Friday off and then work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I try to make it be where I'm making enough money in those three days that I can take the rest of the week off. And it makes sense for me financially in the long run. So travel and stuff like that, they have to be paying the right price to make it worth it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like how did you get into the beauty industry? Like what even got you interested in this? Well, I was like right out of high school, I had an interest to go in cosmetology school and I thought I wanted to do cut and color and, you know, weaves and blow dries in a salon and work in like a dope, cool salon and make bank and, you know, just do hair all day. Um, I also had taken interest in makeup at an early young age also. So it went hand in hand with cosmetology, but I quickly realized I didn't want to do cut and color and washing hair and like standing over a chair all day in a salon within like probably the first year of assisting that world. So I had an opportunity to work a wedding in a, you know, just like a small setting in Santa Barbara with another hairstylist. And she was like, yeah, you just like come and curl hair. And I'm like, oh, how hard can that be? Like anyone can do that. Like that's simple. Like any updos, maybe like, we'll see, but like, well, not we'll anyone. What, I mean, Katie's we'll see not what I get thrown in into. <laughs> yeah. No, I had had enough experience that if I was going to do an updo or a braid or whatnot, I would have been able to do it because I was a few years in, but, um, it's just a whole different industry. And if you talk to a lot of hair people and makeup people, many people don't do weddings because it sometimes can be, you know, a high stress type job, or you have to have kind of a thick skin to deal with all types of people, all types of clientele, you know, cause people, like I said, they come from all over the world or they're all over the country. Sometimes we'll have brides that come from like New York or Chicago and they'll get married in Montecito or Napa, San Luis Obispo, Palm Springs. Like I was in Palm Springs over the, over the weekend in Indio. So just like right outside of Palm desert. And this family rented a estate that slept 25 people and they brought everyone in and did a rehearsal and a day of and you know big event and a pool and all that it was 118 degrees which really sucks oh but, my god yeah. okay, I would lot. be a nightmare um, I yeah, wouldn't have my nightmare it is people from all over the world so you never know if you're going to get like a super chill party or you're going to get like somewhat of a higher 
end client who's a little bit particular. Well, how does that work? Because like, if you're flying in from like Australia or whatever, like, okay. So I've really only had like one or two friends be married. So I don't know like a bunch about weddings and marriage and being in successful relationships in general. (laughs) Um, But like, it seemed like they like met with the person that was doing their hair and makeup beforehand to kind of like get their look set for what they wanted for their wedding. Like if you're flying in from Australia, how do you do that? A lot of those type of brides just choose not to do a trial beforehand. Sorry, I have a dog in my room. (laughs) (laughs) She's snoring. Um, But yeah, like those type of girls, they they will send inspiration photos and a photo of themselves. I'll even ask them like, please ensure, please take a picture of yourself where you feel confident and then send me your Pinterest or Instagram saved photos that you like or, you know, are leaning towards for your look. And then I am sometimes very honest with them. Like if they want some big elaborate, you know, big Hollywood waves and they have no hair, I'll tell them like, Hey, I suggest maybe some clip in extensions might look better for this particular type look. And, or do realize that if you don't want extensions, that it's not going to look exactly like this photo because that's not realistic. So I have no problem with telling people stuff like that because I think as a professional, they understand that I'm not like a magician. <laughs> I can only do so much at the end of the day, it's hair and makeup. So I think people always forget that when they don't have a lot of hair and they yeah. think that they can get these looks and you're like, yes. okay, you have two strands of hair. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like unless it's you wear the a craziest wig. thing that like when I was in college, for some reason I used to do people's hair, not well, but like. <laughs> I just would because people would ask me and I'm like, okay, I can try. And I remember this one girl who was like a friend of a friend and she was like, it was Missouri. So everyone was like, you know, (laughs) big hair. Like they just want their hair teased. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but she had like the shortest little like Karen haircut. And she was like, can you tease my hair? And I was like, and she's like bigger, bigger. And I'm like, I don't. So it was like sticking out in the back, but it was big. But I was like, this is what you fucking asked for. Like, I don't yeah. know. You came to me just I'm from California. Doesn't mean I know how to do hair. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, you did. You probably teased it to the point where it wasn't going to tease anymore. And yeah. It's just what you have to tell people like, hey, if you have thin hair, if you don't have a whole head of hair, you know, uh, kind of let them down easy and let them know that like, We'll use this photo as inspo, but you, you know, you might have a slightly different version of that. Oh yeah. It was, a, it was a rat's nest in the back. Like it was sticking straight out and she couldn't see it and she was kind of drunk. So I was just like, it's just, as, you're good to go girl. You look so good. You, you look, look really so good. Great. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here and go out. Like I'm done doing your hair. So what happens like when the bride comes, usually the trial, like say they have a trial because like typically it's not from like out of town and then is there ever an instance where it's like the actual wedding day they're like I hate this but in the trial they loved it um honestly like knock on wood we I feel like I have enough of a good system going now that like when we work with clients they do entrust us in what we do and we let them know like we have a kind of a verbiage of how we talk to them like at the trial and we say like you know, after your trial, you can come back and give us some feedback on things you may want to change. And that's normal because we've never done your hair and makeup before. So obviously like saying things like, I feel in my brow really strong when I wear makeup, like tell me those things. Cause then I know I'm going to fill in a stronger brow. Um, and most girls were, are really good at telling us stuff like that. You know, 
sometimes I'll sit in the chair and they're like, I don't know, what do you think? And then I think because we have a certain look that we specialize in, like natural soft glam, um, a lot of times people are like, I just want to look like myself, but better. So I trust you. And then I just let them know like, Hey, I'll ask questions as we're going. And you can tell me, you know, like, do you wear liner? Do you not wear liner? Do you, are you comfortable with wearing like a lip color? Do you wear bronzer and blush? Do you normally like, do you wear foundation? Sometimes girls are like, I wear tinted baby cream. Oh my God. I I just can't relate to people like that. So I can't either heavy look on some girl who never she just wears Neutrogena and BB cream like I have to be careful and gauge it you know also and let them know that they are getting photographed their whole day so what we do is a little bit different and they may feel different from their day-to-day but I like to gather information about their day-to-day because it's going to base off of what they are looking for for their wedding day. And everyone has like a different definition of like natural for sure. Oh, like that's the, or like people are like, I have really good natural lashes. And I'm like, that's nice, but you're about to be photographed. So let's put on the false lashes. I know. I tell everyone, I'm like, you cannot go wrong with some lashes. You will not regret it. Never. You can go wrong without lashes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And you know what? Sometimes you, you will get like a Karen. That would be like, I don't want lashes. I don't need them. I've got long Latisse lashes. And and you're like, just let me put like a couple on you. Like, cause I love doing individuals. individuals. Yeah. And just like a couple, just to give you a little, you know, little zhuzh. Yeah. They're (laughs) like, oh, I use Rodan and Fields. Like like, I'm good. Sometimes just don't, they don't want to do it. So. And then you just have to let, let it be. And then I cringe and I lose sleep that night. Cause I'm like, man, that girl in pictures is going to look terrible tonight because she's not wearing any lashes. Are you mostly doing the hair or the makeup or both? I personally do both hair and makeup. Um, when I take brides, I prefer that they contract doing both because I like to avoid working with someone else in their schedule. Cause sometimes people are late or they go over, um, So I just have weeded out that option within my booking. So if you're going to book me, it's for the whole package and um, you don't have to do a trial if you are from out of state or not from the area, but I highly recommend doing a trial um, because you can get to know your artist beforehand and you can come up with like a little draft of what you want um, come your wedding day. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, um, do you stay with your brides? Like Typically, throughout no. the wedding? No, sometimes people will opt for that option where they want me to like stay through ceremony or stay through reception. Um, very rarely girls are like, I want to wear an updo for my ceremony and I want to wear it down for my reception. Um, I try to make girls not do that because planners typically are like, you'll have like six minutes to do that in transition because then they have to go get introduced or then they have to do their first dance or, you know, so there's no time to take someone's hair down and redo a style that we would need like 25, 30 minutes to do something like that. So what if you wonder about that? Because it's like, if you use some updos, I just feel like your hair is fucked, you know? And then it's like, if you want to wear it down, like you need to go wash your hair. I'm like, I'd just rather have from, my hair yeah. up for the ceremony when I'm going to be dancing and sweaty. Exactly. Like, is it easy to transition from down to like a cool pony? Oh yeah. I mean, that's okay. a, a lot of times I'm like, if you have one bridesmaid in your party that like 
you know, it would be like you, Jennifer, like, you know, someone that does <laughs> That's hair. me. I know that do like, hair. elect <laughs> that bridesmaid to help you like do a cute little like low bun or a pony for the reception. And a lot of times that's easier than having an artist stay because oh, typically okay. we start super early in the morning and that would put a lot of time in between for me of like standby, which I have done before, but like typically I'm standing around for like two or three hours waiting for the bride to be done with ceremony and pictures. And when there's, you know, no time to really touch her up other than like a quick powder and like maybe some lip and like a hairspray and that's it. Cause then they're like, next, we got to take them to go do their romantics. Now we have to do their first look. Now we have to do the ceremony. So I do try to steer people clear of that option because A, it's a long day. And if they do ask to do that option, I'm making sure that I'm paying, or I'm sorry, having them pay like a standby rate and a rate for me to stay and come back and do whatever I'm doing because then it turns into like a 10 hour day. (laughs) I feel like if your makeup though is like primed and set and everything, like it should last throughout the whole day. Yeah. I let people know I'm like, this is Armani. This is Charlotte Tilbury. Like we use good products. So it lasts and shouldn't have any reason to touch up. And honestly, that's the last thing you should be worrying about is like, I need to go touch on my makeup. Like you should just be having fun. And no, I'd probably be worried about my makeup. Yeah. (laughs) Like how do I look? Wait, do you actually have any tips for this? Because I always wonder this. So Katie and I are going to Austin. It's going to be hot AF and we're going to be like out all day. Some of the days, yeah, it's going to be humid. And like, I just feel like in a situation like that, like I'm going to have to touch up. Like what do you have any tips for how you should touch up your makeup if when you're sweating balls when you're sweating so you're like hot and you're like super shiny but you already have like set everything really well so I don't want to go back over with more foundation you know what I mean yeah I'm a big fan of like translucent powder um one of them by cover fx it's like really fine milled and very very sheer and like a little hydrating it's kind of the weirdest thing it's like a soft powder um And just using that sometimes in a puff and like putting the powder in the puff and just kind of shaking out the puff. So if you're perspiring like crazy and you're sweaty, you can take that puff and like just flick it a little bit. So the excess powder comes out and then you just apply the powder puff in the areas of where you're becoming super oily because your makeup is every is already on and everything's already set, like you said. So you don't want to like disrupt it. You just want to kill that excess oil. Um, do you or instead of like a yes. compact with color? Um, it depends. I like the translucent powders, or I like Charlotte Tilbury has an airbrush finely milled powder that comes in like light, medium, and dark. Um, and it's in a gold compact and it's like airbrush. Oh, I've seen it. I've been wanting to try that. Okay. I didn't like it as a setting powder. Mm -hmm. Like I liked, I like a loose powder personally to like actually set, Mm -hmm. but to touch up, I feel like I could have kept it to touch up. Like it's probably like a perfect touch up. It is. So I say either one of those options would be And I use and everyone's obsessed powder on my brides. And then I also use like a Laura Mercier or a cover FX translucent powder. If it's super hot AF and the girl's oily or has, you know, worry that she's going to get oily. So I'm like adding that right when we're doing finishing touches, sometimes layering those powders. Um, 
just looking at the way it's settling into her skin and knowing that like, what's it going to look like in four hours from now? So maybe a little extra in the T-zone or. um, Wait, so when you're layering these powders, Mm -hmm. are you doing like, if you had the Charlotte Tilbury and then I use the Laura Mercier, but I bake. So would you do like the Charlotte Tilbury first and then the Laura Mercier or would you do the opposite? It just, it depends on the skin type and what I've put on her skin already. Typically I use um, Armani Luminous. That's what I I use too. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's, it's a great product. Um, And I think personally, I would probably do the Armani, then the Charlotte Tilbury powder that's in a color and then setting it with the translucent, typically only in the areas that you really need it, like, or the areas that you bake, you know? So um, I also was taught by makeup by Mario. I took his class. The one with you Kim did. Oh yes. my God. And I, I always wanted yeah, to go. It was really cool, honestly. And he does so many layers, which is obviously like, if you look at those girls, like, you know, that that's like a lot of work to look like that. So yeah. It's like layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. So meaning that like, there's full concealer, there's full foundation, there's f- full colored powder, then there's full translucent powder, then there's highlight and bronzer and cream and powder, and then more powder. It's like, it okay, creates, do we put our you know, translucent powder on before our um, colored powder? Because I usually like set everything and then I'll put a colored powder over, but am I doing it wrong? I think, yeah, I, I, I've been taught and told both ways. It just really depends on your skin or jam, whatever works for your skin type. Everybody has little hacks and trip tricks with makeup and skincare that I feel like through the years you hear stuff like, Oh, add a translucent powder over your lipstick and it makes it matte, like, or it makes it stay on more. Like there's so many cool little things that people do that are super rad with makeup because there's no like rule book on makeup it's however you use it and however it looks on your skin I saw this like cool thing on TikTok because you know everyone's wearing masks where you put your primer on and then you put translucent powder and then you mix your setting powder with your foundation and like on your beauty blender sponge or whatever and put your foundation on mixed with the setting powder and apparently it's supposed to not transfer to your mask (laughs) See, it's like there's so every many day there's stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw someone was like, oh, you put um, setting powder on before you do anything. And then I was like, I've, I've, been, sudi- I've been putting setting powder on after my yeah. life. I mean, it's been set and it doesn't move and I, I could wake up and it still looks the same. So like, I feel like I could just be going the same, doing the same thing that I've been doing. Yeah. Well, but, if it ain't break, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, okay. if it works I know for you, TikTok's then... like fucking me up because I'm like, no, okay. it's confusing me. <laughs> it is confusing because we have our OG techniques that we've used at work and now we're yeah. like questioning everything, everything. And then like, I feel like everyone wants like such a natural look now. And I'm like, I don't, I tried it. it. I feel like I my face, like, so I can do a natural eye look kind of but I'm still going to have like my black wing liner and my thick lashes. So at the end of the day, it's not, it's not natural, but like I tried like it's our version. Yeah. I tried like Mm -hmm. the natural face makeup look, you know, and I just feel like with my face shape, I need like a heavier contour just to make me, my face looks longer. 
I get that. We have our own ways that we do things that we like. And that's the cool thing about makeup is we get to express ourselves with it. And we get to change kind of into what we want to look more like. And that's like the fun part of cosmetics is that we can conceal and highlight the things we want to work on, (laughs) if you will. Um, and just, you know, it sucks to be a girl sometimes. Like we have so much pressure on ourselves to have like the most asymmetrical eyebrows and, oh my gosh, like, am I getting crow's feet? Like, you know, there's so many things that we just feel like we have to live up to the standard. So it's great to have cool techniques and stuff that we can use with makeup. What do you recommend like skincare wise for your base before makeup? Um, well, I recently, I've come a long way with my skin. I have struggled with acne. I've struggled with hyperpigmentation after I had my kid. Um, but I realized that less is more. So kind of just going back to the basics and not using a whole lot, it helps kind of keep it simple, stupid. Like, I don't know. I just kind of replay that in my head, like have a good, have something really good to take your makeup off with a cleansing balm or coconut oil or whatever you use. If you do use like makeup remover, um, I say, I tr- tell people to not use like Neutrogena wipes and stuff like oh, that. Oh no. But oh yeah. Everyone <laughs> says those are the TikTok said that they it's the worst. they're the worst thing for you. So, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. healthier options and alternatives now that you can get like. at like Whole Foods or Sprouts or Trader Joe's. And they have a lot more options that are greener, if you will. I do it like is the your eyeballs. So Miracal, Miracel water, Mi- micellar water, My, yeah, whatever that is. I have a, I have a hard time with that stuff because it doesn't take off waterproof. So like most of us use like glue, or eyelash glue, or yeah. mascara, or whatever w- waterproof black liner. Um, I, need I some got shit the to waterproof like one, but I don't know if it, I still feel like glue is still there. Like, I yeah. Really have and to you're get using like a hundred cotton rounds with the whole bottle of my cellar. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, TikTok was like, that's good for your skin. I'm like, okay. But I was using makeup wipes and I yeah. was just like, Jesus. I still use them just because it's like, I feel like the amount of makeup I'm putting on, it gets so messy to just like use a balm and then wash my face. Like I feel I like it. the makeup's like dripping down my arms, like getting on my clothes all over my sink versus like, I can just swipe it off with the wipe and then wash my face, even though yeah. I know it's bad. And I should stop because I really don't want to ruin my skin. I really want to look like I am 25 till I'm totally. 85. It, just don't use like the mainstream brands. Like it, you can find yeah. healthier alternatives, like other lines that are cleaner or like vegan options or non-chemical ophthalmologist approved, you know, just opt for the ones that are a little bit better. And Neutrogena does make ones that are fragrance free that supposedly, you know, if you're going to go that route to pick, you know, their original all natural line that they have. Are you doing just brides or do you do like prom or dances and things like that? No proms, that's for sure. Um, I feel like I just can't. I don't have the mental capacity. For <laughs> I used to years ago, sure, but um, I'd rather make more and work weddings. Um, I'd say the majority of my clients are brides, but I do do some women who just need hair and makeup for branding. Um, so sometimes there's like a full day shoot where they hire hair and makeup to come on, and they'll hire they'll hire wardrobe specialist and a photographer and we'll go from like location to location. Um, but I'll just work on that one client, which is great. And it's typically, 
um, like Santa Monica, Venice area is where we usually shoot. Um, so yeah, I do some of that. It's like sporadic. Sometimes it's like, we'll have three shoots in one week and then I won't work again for like a couple months. And then all of a sudden I'll have nine in a month and then it'll be dead again for a little while. So it's kind of all over the place. And with weddings, um, obviously I was going to waiting for, to bring this one up, but like, cause of COVID things obviously were so dead for so long because nobody knew what the hell was happening. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then now it's like, if you read anything in the news or on social, they're saying this is like a wedding boom. So all of a sudden the wedding industry event industries are just like booming overnight and people can't find vendors because everyone's so booked. So it's been a trip to go from like dead, you got your job taken away from you. You're non-essential. You can't work. And if you do, you're going to get fined or your license taken away. And then now it's like, bam, we're so busy. You can't even like, it feels like I can't even come up for air because it's like everybody's ready to like party and have weddings again. How, are they how far out are you booked right now? Yeah. I'm completely booked until uh, November 13th. It's like the second Saturday in November. Oh my God. I know. What's the busiest <laughs> wedding season? Um, Every year it's kind of gotten busier. It feels like, but like I said, at one point when we did like I did like a census on my business to see like, how many weddings are we doing? Like, am I even keeping track of this shit? But calculating in, like I said, these girls who, who do branding shoots or they come in for hair and makeup for senior portrait, or occasionally I'll take clients like that, that are friends of family or whatnot. But we did over 200 weddings and events one year. I think that was 2019. I think that was pre-pandemic or 2018. Oh my God. Um, And then obviously counting in their like trials and all sorts of stuff for hair and makeup. Sometimes people just like, oh, I'm having my family portraits. Like I need me and my mom and my aunt need hair and makeup. So we'll send somebody or I'll go do hair and makeup for those three people. And obviously if it's worth it, then we, we take jobs like that. But for the most part, it is weddings. I was just going to say like, are you going to every single one of these? That seems like a fucking lot. Um, um, but yeah, how many do you do? How many are you like sending people out for? I try to take like the quote unquote good jobs, if that makes sense. Like the ones that make more sense for me and my schedule. And then from there, I have a team of girls that I basically stay extremely connected with for availability. We share Google calendar and send them invites and stuff like that. And I know their availability kind of beforehand, just based on working with them for the last few years. So some of them have a pretty open schedule because they work with me all the time. Um, and then others, you know, they have other jobs or they have three kids or, you know, they're only available for two to three weekends in one month because they prefer to prefer to not work every single weekend, which I think is great. Like we all learned that we all need some boundaries after COVID. So saying no is like a good thing sometimes. So, um, for myself, I know I finally am at the point where I'm not working every single weekend, which has been really nice. So I don't have to always feel burned out because <laughs> I have been doing this for a very long time. And it is kind of an energy drainer sometimes because it is such high intense, vibes at weddings, you know, nerves are high, not tensions, but just it's a, it's a high level type type job. 
to have to sit with someone like a bride, you know, you never just, you never know what you're going to walk into. How do you deal with like a bitchy ass bride? Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, I think you remember when we worked together, we were in a salon environment, like you just have to kind of kill people with kindness. Yeah. And just, you deal with them in a way that you just don't give in to their bullshit and you just kind of go like, okay, like, you know, just whatever you say, like, I'm, I'm here to be your beauty, you know, hair and makeup person. And I won't leave until you're happy. And I have everything in my kit. I'm fully prepared. And I've been doing this for a very long time. So plus I can read body energy and the way people act. Like if there's something that feels off, I can almost like feel it or see it in people's eyes. Like, oh yeah, you're used to your part being over on the other side. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, I was going to say something, but I didn't, you know. People like nervous to say stuff. Sometimes I think if there's a girl who like lacks confidence, you know, it's hard for them to be like, well, you know, I normally wear black liner in my waterline, you know, or I normally (laughs) wear shimmer. I normally, I don't know. Sometimes people just come in and say the weirdest things, but I'd be like, I don't care what you normally do. That looks like shit. So, but also yeah. I'm not in this industry well, back to for like a reason. Weird makeup trends. Like sometimes people have been doing their hair and makeup a certain way. And I'm like, well, we're not going to do that. Cause that's like not, <laughs> that's a no, you know, that's or I'll, I'll suggest something else in a way that's like, oh, this will look really good on camera. So let's like do some soft buffed out brown liner versus like harsh inner black white you know liner what what yeah and usually they're like oh yeah I never thought of that or I've never seen myself like that and then they end up liking it because there are tip like little tips and tricks that we've learned that like I said that make your eyes look more doe-eyed or like bigger eyes because you're doing a lot of smiling and you want your eyes to look very accentuated and big and bright and um some, like I said, sometimes they'll have like weird style that their parents from the seventies grew up and taught them how to do their makeup. And you're just like, huh? You're like, have you seen YouTube? Are you yeah. on TikTok? <laughs> like, like, this is what I and then I'll always crack up because Katie, I know you'll appreciate this being <laughs> that you are, have been in the makeup industry. Um, people are like, I have my like bare minerals makeup. I feel like I'm 13 again. Literally like like that was, I think that was like my first brand of makeup. But you know, these girls, these like, you know, 30 to 35 year old brides or whatnot. Which is fine for your everyday makeup. Like if that's what you want and like your everyday is is great. Is it even fine for every day? I mean, if you're a natural Nelly, then that's great. But like, I just for a wedding, it kills my soul that like people. I just don't even know how people wear bare minerals. Like I remember I used to wear it and I would like go out to a party or whatever. And then I would come home and maybe I'm not doing it right. But I would come home and take my my makeup wipe and nothing was on my face. It was like it just fell off. Yeah, everyone made it powder. So amazing. Like they really sold you though. Well, they like sold hundreds the- of those things, millions <laughs> like, and jillions yeah. of those. They really everyone had it. But then but everyone was, was like breaking those- out from it. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm, no. Yes. It's, it's literal shit. Like, I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you wear bare minerals, but I know, right? I'm actually no, but not sorry be because you need to look into this. Tell you that they wear that. And I'm like, wow, you've been wearing that for like a solid 15 years. Haven't you <laughs> yeah. like, you yeah, are yeah, consistent. I just always go back and get it. And I'm like, 
well, have you ever tried anything else? Like maybe like expand your reach here. Like literally any options, as you know, anything like, but bare minerals, literally go to the store like, and get cover girl, like just literally anything. Oh my gosh. Do I have to say though, that like there was one look she did a friend's wedding and I remember she did Kaylee's hair and she, or one of the girls on the team. And I was like, oh my God, I can't even believe her curls stayed the whole day. And I was like, this is amazing. Cause like her hair never holds a curl ever. And wow. I was like, so I just have to tell you that I was like, oh my God, Dana, did you rise his hair and makeup? Like it looks so good. Oh, She's good. Like, my hair never curls and it does not like eat. She'll curl it for two. Cause it's so thin and it like comes out right away. And I was like, oh my God. I was just like, I don't know what she did to your hair, but it looks phenomenal. Oh, good. Well, yeah, we, we do event hairstyling. So we tell people like, obviously if you're going first or if you're going early and the ceremony's not till four, we're gonna like prep and curl your hair in a way that like four or five hours from now, it's going to be perfect Mm -hmm. and it's going to last through that whole day. So there's definitely like a prep that goes into it that, you know, the certain products mostly and the certain, typically the way you curl the hair, um, really, I think is a game changer. Like do they people, freak out at first? Like, cause they're that? like, do they freak out at first? And they're like, sometimes, oh my God, these are but too that's tight. again, or, like, we're like, just trust us. Like, you yeah. know, it is nine o'clock and we would like to let your hair kind of like marinate if you will. Mm-hmm. And if we need to shake it out or take a wide tooth comb to it at the end would come see me. If you're feeling like you're too, you know, curly Sue over here. But a mm-hmm. lot of times like people have to understand that you need longevity in that type of hairstyle. So we're going to, you know, do the prep and make sure that it really stays and it lasts. And I mean, hearing that you, that gave that feedback, I feel like, you know, we definitely have like methods. Um, I love using Kenra products just specifically like right off the bat. Um, Mm -hmm. I, swear by them. And then also, you know, the old fashioned wrap curls with the curling iron, like where you open the curling iron and you wrap it. And then sometimes you can close the clamp. Sometimes you don't have to, um, it just heats the hair in a different way. And it gives more of like what people want, like a looser, soft, sexy wave versus like curly Q Shirley temple curls, you know, because we never want people to look like they're going to like a nineties prom. Yeah. Um, which I think hair can typically, you know, not typically, but hair can go that way sometimes when people are styling it. And sometimes people are like, I had a traumatic experience one time, like going to prom and I looked crazy. And sometimes they're never, they never recover from it. So, or updos definitely- are hard because I feel like updos can be kind of old. In yeah, sense, I you know. The cool thing is, is like the wedding industry in the last five years, which has been great for me. I enjoy this part of it so much is like people want like a loose low bun or like a soft ponytail or like just curls and down or curls with half up, half down, you know, like they want these like timeless classic styles and we're kind of seeing like repeats of it, but um, it makes it so easy and like not a lot of hard. I don't have to put a lot of elbow grease into it because it's such a soft, simple style that I like, if anything have perfected more of like my technique through the years and 
finding ways to like, so no pins are showing and make sure that like the hair has like a little bit of a shine to it. Also like not crunchy and not frizzy. And, you know, there's so many things that go into it, how they look, especially on camera, you know, it has to be done correctly. Otherwise it just looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say the crunch too is like the thing I would be most scared of too. Like especially if you're doing tight curls or something or an updo like without it having shine so like I don't I like updos it's just a lot typically are like tight and like just kind of outdated but like I like the low bun or things like that they've come a long way I'd say in the last few years specifically people just want like a loose bohemian romantic soft updo Um, and oftentimes like the technique itself ends up being so simple for us, you know, like almost taking like the front sides forward, putting it in a little like low pony, wrapping it into a bun and then pinning those pieces or having some soft pieces out around their face. So people are always like, wow, that's like so simple, but yet I could never do that to myself. Yeah, um, I <laughs> And that's where no. we're like, well, yeah, like we, that's why we're here because we have we're experts. Skills. <laughs> we have some ideas how to make this work and still make it look cute. Is there like a certain type of person that you just know as soon as they hire you, you're like, I just know like this type of person is a bitch. Like this is going to oh, be yeah. a hard customer. Like hate her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I always say like, I don't like to kiss and tell about my clients because you never know like who knows your client. And, right. Like, yeah. All, it, it would just come out one day like, Oh yeah, I know that person or, um, but I will be really honest with you guys. Like typically you can read them right from the start. And sometimes I can tell before they even come in like they'll send over like a PDF of what they want for hair and makeup. And it's like six pages long and it's like, you know, Haley Bieber and Victoria's secret models, hair and makeup. And then like at the bottom, it's a picture of her and you're like, well, you know, like <laughs> you I, aren't Haley. So right? and not a Victoria's secret expectations model. are just way higher. And Sometimes like I just have to kind of be like, well, sweetheart, like this is what we're working with. And <laughs> yeah. you know, listen, like, sweetie. Understand that like we don't have you looked coffee. in the mirror. We can't, I'm not a mu- I'm not a plastic surgeon. I'm not a magician. So, you know, we'll use I think this as so many spell. people forget that though. Like yeah, they I genuinely think, that's kind of think... The crappy part about our society and where we're at yeah. with like beauty expectations. <laughs> it's like killed us as a culture because it's like, you have to be like freaking snatch, like with, for the hair and makeup to the and point where like some girls you're like, oh my gosh, like you spend, you do this all the time to the point where it's like, if they'll come in and get their hair and makeup done, they're in the bathroom, like adding more liner, you know, 10 minutes before they're leaving because they're just like, they, they take it to that level every day, which they look great, but it's, it's a lot. It's a commitment. Did you always want to own your own business? Um, I think definitely wanted the freedom of being an entrepreneur and kind of not having people above me to tell me what to do in a way. Sure. Um, I didn't know exactly what that was going to turn into over the years as far as like business ownership goes. Um, I had no choice but to build out a team because I kind of became so busy that it made sense to have like... Uh, a small collective of artists that can come help and work with me 
and I can help provide them with, you know, if the girls have been, who have been with me for a certain amount of time, um, each year they're with me, they make more. So it's like a little added incentive for them to, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. Like I try mm-hmm. to take care of my artists, make sure they're getting priority on bookings and, you know, obviously we're making sure that our schedules are aligning, but at the same time, like I can kind of pick and choose who I want to book out. And these girls can kind of pick and choose like, you know, at the end of the day, how much work they want to take with me. But I know one thing that because of COVID people, you know, my girls came to me and they're like, well, I didn't realize like how big of a piece this was a part of my career because once COVID hit, like I realized I wasn't working weddings and I was, wasn't making a huge part of what I normally used to make. So I think it was a huge, um, rude awakening for a lot of the girls who were working with me and for myself also, because it went from like slam to dead. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is crazy. Um, but before we knew it, we're already like up and running again, which is like the most wildest thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that answers your question about like business ownership and, and building out a team. It just like made sense for um, the amount of volume that we were getting as far as like bookings go. Um, and I just decided that I could keep it small and have like a few close girls that I could like trust and they're loyal. And um, yeah, it's worked out really great. Obviously I've had to kind of poo-poo a few girls here and there like because they just don't have the right work ethic and state of mind of of what's expected and how to be the right like you know someone with integrity and a business professional if you will at the end of the day like we all can be professional and do the right thing um but with girls unfortunately like with anything there's obviously like some catty drama that just has to be brought into it every once in a while so I've just been, I just kind of get rid of that shit just doesn't stay around much. You like you can't it. because it's awful. Like, and I've never, that's horrible. It, like the beauty industry is like going to like an all girls school. Like oh, it it's is, truly sure. like, and I've never gone to an all girls it's awful like and I'm like oh my god the drama like I you know could, it's crazy how much drama there is in a beauty industry so and like, it's so competitive it's yeah. always like oh I'm I have more clients than you I do this more than you I have this more than you. look at this look at that it's so um it's so flashy and com- competitive but also one thing I've realized like with business ownership that it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be competitive because there's plenty of business for everyone if you just like have the right mindset about it otherwise you're just constantly living in that like gotta be better gotta one-up everyone instead it's like I refer people other business all the time when we're booked and I feel like it comes full circle like karma you know like I give out people's names and then people give out my name and it just comes around full circle otherwise it's like too much to have that on your plate to to constantly be in competition with other people. It's exhausting. So if someone were to want to open up their own company like yours, what would you, what advice would you give them? And like maybe some cons like that they should look out for? Yeah. I mean, as with anything, it's hard to take that leap. Some people just could never leave their like nine to five or leave their bank job or leave, you know, their sense of security yeah. and they do hair and makeup on the side, you know, but with what I do specifically, 
anyone that does hair and makeup can do this type of job where you have like a main source of booking, whether it's like Instagram DMs or text or through your website and you do some sort of like connecting or advertising within the business. And it just, it comes so easily to people we're in demand, like hair and makeup is in demand. Any type of personal service industry jobs are in, in demand, especially because people want to party and have gatherings again because of COVID. Obviously people have been cooped up in their houses. So it seems like everyone's kind of coming out of the crevices again, but, um, anyone that, you know, is looking to do a business like this, there's cons and people, like I said, the, the competition vibes get, get to people and how many people are following you and how many reviews you have and all that shit. Like you just have to focus on, you know, networking with people and giving out your information and saying like, yeah, this is what I do. And a lot of times I show up to jobs and I have like, you know, really nice kit and a chair and a light and, people come in, they're like, wow, like, what is all this? And I'm like, this is a luxury hair and makeup, you know, experience. I bring everything. And it's more than just like hair and makeup that you get done at like the mall or at like Sephora, you know? Yeah. And I probably people, wouldn't want to go to Sephora for my, yeah. Wedding. I'm like, these people <laughs> um, are going to no. photographed and they're spending yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars on a wedding. Like it's Sephora it's fucks me over every time. Like, I don't know if it's like my skin color or like if I'm just like so hard to match, but every time they fuck me over, like, I'll be like, oh, I'm looking for some new concealer. It's wrong. New foundation. It's wrong. It's always wrong. I always tell people go and match yourself. You're more likely to pick your own color than someone that works in a store. So like, or pick two shades and then just mix them. That's what one thing I've always told people through the years, no one's one color. So you much rather get like two shades of your favorite foundation. So when you're a little bit more pale, you can mix a little bit of the lighter. And when you get tan and you spent the weekend outside, then you can use the the darker option. Um, And I do that for even my brides. Like if, if I'm doing a full face or whatnot on them, like a lot of times I'm mixing two shades to make it the right color. So like a pump of this and two pumps of that and like a swipe of this and a swipe of that because it's custom. It's to, it's a, it's a personalized, you know, mix for each person. I hate when Sephora tries to match me because like sometimes they'll, they're like, oh, well, you're really pale. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But like, I'm going to be tan. So we're going to bump it up three, four shades. Like it might not be my color today, but it will be tomorrow when I sell tan. Yeah, there's such a lack for like beauty supply stores. Like we have Ulta and Sephora. And that's one thing that's always been a pet peeve of mine that like we have not perfected like an amazing place to go to get like color matched. Would you ever consider like do like opening up a studio somewhere? Um, well, I do have a small studio space where I oh you I do hold trials and stuff like that in Westlake okay. Village. But um, I've considered so many things. Like being an entrepreneur, there's obviously like so many options to go in all directions with business. Um, I working weddings every weekend is a little exhausting and you know, being on the road and traveling, like I was in India and then I'll be in Santa Barbara. And then, you know, it's, it's a lot of back and forth. Um, I've considered doing, um, like teaching some sort of master class on how to build a, a six figure business or, you know, how to grow from, you know, 
how to make a career as a cosmetologist, like things that I've learned through the years as far as like how I run my books, how I run my finances, how I file my taxes, um, and trying to make the most profit, like make sure that each year in your business, you're making more money. So you're making, you know, more profit each year. So you're working smarter not harder. Um, yeah. that's one thing that I tried to put extra emphasis on my business recently. Like, okay, I have to like reevaluate my priorities going into 2022, seeing that everything's so busy this year. Um, I don't know if I want to go into 2022 being that crazy. So, yeah. Well, how do you like balance having a social life? I mean, you're also a mom and a wife and I don't but I feel like since you work on the weekends, <laughs> I social don't, life honestly. is like, I'm like, well, what do you do on the weekends? It's <laughs> like, tough. Do you not go out? You know? it's, <laughs> like, it's really tough. And then like, I'm sitting here and I'm looking and I'm just literally looked at my emails. Like one just like popped up right now. Like they're coming in. Like I had worked for a few hours earlier. So then I get like 10 replies. Um, and people are always asking for like, can I get my beauty timeline for the day of my wedding? Can I schedule my trial? Can I, you know, I have a question about this. So at one point in time, I had several assistants that would do admin work for me. Um, and I just found this like this issue every day where I'd have to like go through their emails to make sure that they were doing their job. So it ended up being more work than it was for me in the long run because mm-hmm with bookings and doing contracts, you have to be so meticulous with everything. And I just opted out to having an assistant. So I do all my admin work plus scheduling and payroll and adding things to the Google calendar with 12 artists that work with me. Um, it's, it's insane. It's, it's busier than I've ever imagined it could ever be. So that's where like the personal time off self-care days um, it, there's a lack for it because I'm in like the busy mode right now. That's wild that you have to even check that people do their job. I know it's crazy. And same thing with like artists expectations, like Katie knows, cause we work together. Like you, you just, it's hard to find people that are like gonna show up and like be on time. And <laughs> it's like, like actually shocking. Yeah. Like, like, and like look like you're the hair and makeup professional. Like you're going to come <laughs> up and work with me at the yeah. four seasons. Like you better like put some effort into your look. Like there's a way to look cute and comfortable, but also like professional. And whether that means you wear a cute hat and a lip color, or you do a fresh face, then you do a tight sleek bun. Like you have to put some effort into the way you look because otherwise um, that shit ain't going to fly with me. And I have like no holds back with these girls that work with me because like they should know better. You know, like these are weddings. Is this like a big deal? You can't be late for like like, a wedding either what? because it's like once someone's late too like oh you're girl, throwing off the whole fucking you know day. you remember how it used to yeah. be like it's have stressful that, like yeah, for the team knew too. they were going to be late every I'm already thinking of the exact yeah, person <laughs> I have a few girls who I know like okay I have to tell them like 15 like, minutes before the arrival time because you have I to. know they're going to be late I'm a chronic 
late person. So I will just put that out there. I am late, but it's because I have poor time management and I can't judge time. It's like part of my ADHD, but (laughs) even I know like there's important things like work. I'm never late to work. Like I always am at my meetings on time. Like I'm never late to stuff like that. Like social gatherings. Yeah. I'm going to be late. It's inevitable. But a wedding, you have to be Weddings like on your shit. You punctual. But please. obviously things come up. I'm not saying like, oh, like if you had car trouble or whatever, that's yeah, totally different. Yeah, sure. if you get a car crash, you better but, get on your feet and run. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's hard because it's like if you're in the beauty industry, everything a lot at least takes place on the weekends. So your social life, you kind of do have to like prioritize like what's important to you and then maybe your family life it's different because you know maybe during your days you're able to be with your kids or things like that but the weekends are not yours (laughs) and you're probably exhausted at the end of the day absolutely I'm like so dead and every year it gets harder because like I was telling you I carry a huge kit and I have a chair and yeah it's exhausting and then to work six seven hours on your feet with your hands like above your you know, working. I always think that like every time my hairstylist does my hair, I'm yeah. like, wow, you it's could exhausting. probably do 75 pushups right now. Like you <laughs> oh my have God. so much upper body strength. Sometimes I come home and I just feel like a cripple because I just feel like I, or I'm like, I feel like I got hit by a bus because I'm so just like, uh, yeah, I used to work at Nordstrom and I had to stand for four hours oh, and yeah. I was even that <laughs> I was like, okay, no, like desk job it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. My first job was a hostess. And I remember like leaning over on the host table and it lasted three months. And I was like, this is just not conducive to. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah, I was at Nordstrom for one November and one December. (laughs) So obviously that didn't work out too well for me. Yeah. (laughs) But you should, you really should prioritize your life and don't hire an assistant from California. Like I know that's what you can't because just LA and in general, it's like, such a laid back vibe. You need to hire someone from like New York or Chicago that works virtually. Right. And I've said that for years. I just need a virtual assistant. And my last, the girl that was working with me was, you know, living in Santa Barbara. So she wasn't super far, but she did, you know, work AKA virtual. Um, and it was great, but she was like 19 year old Santa Barbara city college, you know, student and would like just, I'd have to babysit her and it just didn't work. So, I mean, we mutually came to that decision when she made like her last and final mistake. I finally went to her and was like, dude, like we can't be doing this. (laughs) Like, I love you and I appreciate you, but I, you can't be messing up bookings when it comes to weddings and timelines. Do you ever have brides where you're like listening to them talk and you're like, this marriage is not going to last. Oh, all the time. All really? The time. <laughs> I someday, feel like I would be like, I know this person is not. Someday I'm going to write a it. book, like a tell-all book of all the clients that I've seen. Oh my seen. God, that'd be amazing. You should. Because I've seen some shit. And you just know, like the ones that are fighting with their fiancés on the day of their wedding, that you know that like shit is not going to work out. <laughs> Oh my God. Like I would be so mad at Brian right now. He's supposed to, he's supposed to grab the napkins or whatever. And you're just like, Oh oh my God, just have somebody else do that. Why are you freaking out? Like this is your wedding day. You're supposed to like love each other and 
happy. It's supposed to be the happiest day of your life. I know. I feel like people forget that and they're always they so fucking do. stressed, which I will probably be one of those stressed Everyone people. Everyone has a but... level of certain, of certain stress, but. Oh, I'm not having a traditional wedding. Like I well, just am go. not getting stressed at like I'm doing destination and we're just like going to happen to get married. Like yeah. we know that we're going to get married in these three days. And yeah. we just picked your friends day. are going like, to be there, is... but it's not going to be like yeah. a wedding party. Exactly. Like, Cause it's so stressful with a wedding party. What would you say is like the standard in terms of like who pays, like, should it be the bride pays for it or should it be the bridal party? Does it depend on the age also? It depends on a lot of factors. I'd say the majority have help from their parents or parent, like one or the other parents' sides. Um, a lot, I'd say a lot of times the bride's family is, is paying for the majority of the bill. Um, but then occasionally we get like, and that includes hair and makeup. Yeah. Successful clients who they are paying for their own wedding and, you know, the bride's a doctor and the husband's a pilot and they are in their early thirties or mid thirties. And somehow they're able to afford a wedding on their own because, you know, the dad of the brides passed away and the mom doesn't have money and the groom's family's from Chicago and they're just, they're doing it on their own. So sometimes it's that, um, because I hate collecting multiple payments from everyone. I do require like one form of payment if the bride and the bridesmaids are getting services. Um, but in that case, if the bridesmaids are paying for their own hair and makeup, I just tell them, or I suggest to them, like, you all pay the bride then the bride will have the collected amounts of money mm-hmm. from everyone. And then she can submit the final balance. And then they're always like, Oh, like minds are blown. Like they all, it all clicks for them. They're like, wow, that's so much easier. I'm like, yeah, just that way I'm not having to collect 13 balances from people. Yeah. Oh my God. That seems so much easier. Yeah. Like you just Venmo the bride and then it's like, yes. fine. Um, yes. Have you ever had a hand though? repeat customer who's been divorced and she's like back again <laughs> never <laughs> you did a great job the first time never. Okay. really nope but I have I will say I have had certain clients where like one wedding was called off because the groom was cheating on the <gasps> oh yeah. I love knowing that and it stuff. was like I mean Thursday I don't like love it but the Saturday <laughs> was to get married and it, I had gotten like an email that night Thursday night like urgent vendors like announcement like they've called off the wedding for some reason I found out the the juice because I don't know if the email said like, she didn't say cheating. it <laughs> like, I would be me. like he's cheating on me so we I'm like be. he's a fucking loser so <laughs> yeah. I still charge him but... I'm so There's sorry just some that you meet like they'll come in the room when the bride's getting ready or he's there in the morning or whatever and you're just like oh, he's watching gosh. I thought that's bad luck no just like sometimes they'll be like at a nice hotel and they'll sleep with their groom the night before like um. I know it's like non-traditional but they're like you know opting to stay in a nice hotel so so the groom will like leave that morning when hair and makeup arrives. And then the girls typically will come over to the room if they're staying in that type of setting. And, um, I'll just, I'll, you know, meet them casually walking by and I'm just like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Or like it clicks once I see the groom. Cause sometimes you can kind of just like tell, they can tell a lot from each, from the bride and the groom of just like what type of people they are. And, how they act when they're with each other. Because sometimes it's like, yes, babe, no, babe. Like, and then there's other times where it's like, 
what did you do with the car keys? Like, <laughs> they're like freaking out. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you guys talk to each other like that? Like, <laughs> you guys must good, really but that's not And this business. is just the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is the happy part. Do you ever have like um people that you're like, this is obviously like, a basically a sugar baby situation, you know, like this, uh, the man's like 80 and this bride is like 25. Yeah. Well, there's been a few weddings like that, honestly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and even not even like 80, but like, you know, a, a young 32 year old with like a 45 to 48 year old where they're like not that much older, but like 10 to 11 to 12 years older or maybe more. And you just kind of go like, hmm, like you're 30 and he's 45 and has like a 10 year old. And well, you know, yeah, a lot sometimes of times like he has a lot of money. Okay. And makes sense. She's like a much younger, cuter version of the first to go around. Like just kind of, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I heard that like money takes off years of your age. So like each like hundred thousand of your net worth can take off a year. I could see mm. that. I mean, these people who make those type of figures have to be doing something grueling or stressful, you know, like mm-hmm. hopefully they're hustling and making money, but yeah, uh, there's nothing attractive about that to me because sometimes I meet these grooms and I meet the beautiful bride and I'm like oh he must have a lot of money yeah you're like do you want me to put some concealer on your fiance's age bots yeah (laughs) I'm like is he should we like spray paint some hair oh god the balding or can't with the balding yeah. Oh my God. So what would you say? Do you have like summer trends that you see coming up? I mean, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. I think because post COVID people have really simplified their routines. Okay. I've just seen a lot more people kind of opting for that, like fresh face, not doing a whole lot of crazy, you know, contouring and, and face as far as like foundation goes. Um, but for some of us that doesn't, that's not people's jam. Like me personally, I like to use a little bit more something stronger than a BB cream because I like more yeah. of a fuller coverage. Um, but I think people also, because of the mask thing, I think finally more people are taking off their masks and I think makeup will become kind of like a fun thing again, because people have been covering their faces for so long and nobody really bothered to do a whole bunch of makeup with masks. Yeah, yeah, I just do around my eyes. Like I just do yeah. the top half of my face. Yeah. And then the bottom looks like shit. Do a little okay. brows, do a little mascara. Right. Okay. Favorite, the world's ending. Yeah. And you have to pick one thing, favorite okay. foundation, favorite concealer, favorite setting powder. Go. Oh, wow. That's hard. Okay. Favorite um, eyeshadows too. Favorite well, yeah, foundation, hands down, the Luminous Silk from Armani. Yes, I've I been mean, saying this for years. Go wrong. It is such an amazing formula. I love it. And I've tried so many foundations. So definitely that. And it's so like, it's versatile for all types of women, all types of skin types. And it's very like, just satin and, and just such a great finish. Like, Is it buildable? It is a little buildable, but at the same time, like, the key word is like luminous. So like it is, they like, I think they promote that it's like on the sheer side, but you know, a couple layers is gonna, it'll, it'll be fine if you want to add a little bit more in a certain area, you know, but 
it has good coverage for sure. And then concealer. Um, concealer. I go back and forth with concealers. I'm always looking for like the latest and greatest and newest kind of, you know, stuff. Um, OG has been around forever. The NARS, um, that's what I use dealer. Like those have been around forever. They're, I think they're called like radiant something or other, um, creamy radiant or something. Mm-hmm. Um, those are amazing. They've been around. I, they're kind of OG. Um, I love Stila. I love YSL. I love Charlotte Tilbury. I love Tarte, the um, creaseless. Okay, Dana, the world is ending. You I know. have to pick one. <laughs> no, but like, That's it's really so hard. hard. It's like, you. Uh, it's really hard. I Especially, would say probably just the OG NARS. Like, you can't go wrong with that. I've never used the NARS. Shades. I use the Tarte go-to. shape tape. I do uh, like Tarte, too. I need like a full coverage with these bad boys like and I feel like it's even with color corrector I'm like mm, you can still see my dark circles yeah I like uh, the tart creaseless with the Marajuka oil in it and there it's in a purple concealer it's right next to shape tape and I okay. use those on brides because they have a little bit of that oil in it so it's not as like cakey it's very like moisturizing and like Okay. Movable. So you can just add a little bit under the eye and it just gives the perfect amount for like a bride because she wants something that's illuminated and bright and her skin to look glowy. And if she's kind of dry and weird under the eye, sometimes shape tape can look a little. They did come out with a new shape tape. It's um, like, I just got it. It's not matte. It's like, well, there you go. So I I've been trying that. to use it because my eyes have been so dry lately. It's not as full coverage, but it's not going to be as matte and drying under your well, eyes. Well, I don't know how to use makeup that's not matte, you know, because yeah. how do you even set that? Like you can't put, if you want to still be glowy, you can't. Put yeah. Once I put my on like that. Laura Mercier on it, I'm still, I'm not as luminous as I was. Yeah. Trying right. to go it's before. a battle between the two complex like the types of complexion that you want because some people like that more matte look but I used to but I don't anymore people want their skin to look like skin so like a little luminous and a little glowy in a way that like a little oil is okay because we're so used to concealing all that you know and just putting powder and making everything look more you know put together but people want their skin to look Well, I worry like if I don't put powder on it, like I go hug someone and then their shirt's brown. I know. Totally. Well, that's where I like using setting or setting sprays. I love, there's an OG brand, a makeup brand called Cryolon. And I like, there was like, I used to live next to a Cryolon store. Yeah. And I only got Halloween makeup there too. They've been around forever and ever. And a lot of the drag queens use their stuff. Okay. Okay. I definitely need that spray that is like face hairspray and it doesn't smell good. It smells like an aerosol can of hairspray, but it works really, really well. And that's one thing that I've carried in my kit for, for years, forever and ever and ever. And I make a lot of my artists carry it because it is like tried and true, legit face hairspray like it does nothing is gonna move from your face and when you, you get it sprayed with after. it you kind of like feel it it's a little tight but you want that shit because it stays on and you don't have to worry about sweating or crying or having issues with can you take aerosol cans on airplanes I don't think you can but I know they make mini bottles 
they have two different sizes. <laughs> okay. Like, so I'm like, maybe we should style. get this for Austin. I know. Now I'm like, okay, I could use a new setting spray soon. Um, I'll that's send you good the info. And then the setting powder you like cover fix. Cover FX. Yeah, I love cover that FX. brand. Cover, cover FX. FX. I love the Laura Mercier translucent powder. It's OG. Everyone has yeah. been using that for years. Um, and then those airbrush press powders by Charlotte Tilbury. Those are just like butter. They're so amazing. Maybe I like wasn't using it right or something. Like I feel like I want to try it again because everyone was so obsessed like online. They're like, you got to get it. <laughs> So I was like, sometimes okay, well, you just tell you know I will say sometimes certain products don't work for you. And that's, yeah. just, that's just how it is. And you may have other products that work better than, you know, for than other people. If they, if they use some of your, you know, go-to products, they're like, oh, it doesn't work that well for me, but you love them. So you stick to them. And eyeshadows, which eyeshadows um, do you like to use? I swear a lot of eyeshadows are like not pigmented enough or you have to like put a lot on for it to show up. Um, I've always used, there's a brand called Viseart and they sell it at like Mamie's if you know that store that mm-hmm. sells makeup. Um, it's a, it's a pro brand, but it it's like you could, you dust your brush in the pigment and you only need like one swipe of it. It is so pigmented that as an artist, I don't want to carry like a hundred palettes. I just want to carry like five OG palettes that have all the shade ranges and they make them really compact and thin. So it's easy for travel. And I just really like them. Like I have used Anastasia palettes. I've used Lorac and Tarte and Charlotte Tilbury. And, you know, I always go back to using these Viseart palettes because they're so pigmented and they're thin and they're travel you know, they travel well. And I do try to carry things in my kit that makes sense because I do travel so much and I have to carry so much stuff with me. So I try to keep it as compact, like compact as I can. What about hair products? Um, Kenra is the one that I said earlier. I love Kenra products. Um, like for hairspray. Yeah. I love like a finishing hard hold hairspray. I like I believe it or not, I like a wet setting or a wet styling spray. So like they call them heat sprays or styling sprays. Um, and you don't spray the hair to the point where it's like wet, wet, but you can spray certain areas of the hair that need like total resetting for curling or doing some sort of styles. Okay. And I've noticed that using that with heat um, is a game changer. I love, um, volume powder. So sometimes they come in like little pumps and like little small jars and big sexy makes one. They also look like little powder shakers it comes out like white powder. Um, those are like amazing products for girls who have super thin straight hair that you can't do anything with, um, giving it, um, some texture and making it pliable and making it, you know, you can make it look bigger than what it is with, with texture spray and with powder like that. Okay. Um, and then I love just like an OG one inch curling iron and a 1.25 inch curling iron. Um, I like doing, like I said, the wrap curl technique style where you open the barrel and wrap the curl through the curling iron. Cause people really want like a loose effortless look. Um, and I've noticed even now more than ever, people really want like a brushed out look, if anything, like nobody really wants curls or like, 
how we used to style our hair in like the early 2000s. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants that look. So most of the time I'm using like a wide tooth comb or I'm shaking it out, you know, with a little smoothing serum in my hands. And I'm like kind of running my hands through the curls because people really want something soft and not overdone. And what if people are looking to get their makeup done for a wedding? What is like a price point that can be expected? Um, For a bride specifically, um, for hair and makeup, typically you're going to spend at least $400 plus. Just depends on the area that you're in. Um, Just for styling. That charge upwards of like close to $1,000 for the bride. Um, my business personally, I do charge a travel fee, you know, depends on where we're going. So oftentimes like it's more money if it's further location. Um, but yeah, you're going to spend a couple hundred dollars or more, especially if you're going to be doing a trial. And is this for hair and makeup or just one? Um, for hair and makeup, typically, um, I've noticed that people who do do one or the other um, will increase their rate a little bit more because that's their only, you know, that's their only job skill that they do. So they have to try to make it worth their while. Um, But like I said, when people book with us, it's in the contract that they have to do both hair and makeup for the bride. Okay. So yeah, they're going to be spending um, typically, you know, three, 300 to 350 for a trial and, um, four to 450 for day of, depending on location and any sort of like a special accommodation. Sometimes they want like their lip color and I'll get that for them. Or they want like a little touch-up bag with a powder puff and a lip color touch-up, or they want like a little can of hairspray and bobby pins. So sometimes I'll factor that into their final cost to add some, a little, you know, little extra. And that's just per person, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. Yes. For brides specifically. And then for hair and makeup for bridesmaids, it's anywhere from like, I would say average 200, hundred dollars a service to some companies will charge close to 150 a service. Um, it just, it really does depend on the area and it depends on how in demand the company is doing, you know, as far as weddings go and what area they work in okay so it's pretty standard shit's not cheap it's pricey it's pricey to look good the day of your wedding well yeah and then we also like i use you know individual (laughs) lashes so i tell people like you know you're gonna get custom lashes based on the look that you want and i have doubles and singles and shorts and mediums and we can kind of build a, a look that you like and Um, there's no worry about like the strip lash coming off or being wonky or weighing down on one side. Cause sometimes that happens with strip lashes. So I try to explain that to them too. Like you're going to get lashes and you're going to get, you know, a long wear lip color that's supposed to last you that you'll get a little touch up to take with you and everything waterproof as far as like lashes and eyeliner and mascara and everything that I put on your face is meant to last for at least 10 hours, let's say sometimes 12 hours just depends on how long the day is and how well you, um, stayed out of the direct sun and how much you sweat and how much you cry. Um, right. It just depends from person to person. 
And you're already paying like thousands of dollars for your wedding. So it's kind of like, what's another, <laughs> what's another five? Grand? Yeah. Just yeah. drop in the bucket. Well, like, sometimes like, people will have 11 bridesmaids. So like 11 bridesmaids and then two moms. So that's Oh, 13. the family. I forgot about that's the family. So yeah, I don't even have 11 friends. And then 20, <laughs> so that's 26 <laughs> no. services right there. And then the bride, her hair and makeup. So that's 28 services. So for instance, we did a wedding recently in Santa Barbara. It was 28 services and there's five of us artists working. Um, and obviously oh. the person who does the bride gets way more time. So I give myself like two and a half to three hours for the bride and then an hour or 45 minutes per service for everyone else. Oh my God. That's yeah. exhausting. It's crazy. That is 28 services. That's like for- on the big side of weddings. Okay. Like big, large party. Um, so it, but it's, it's not like- uncommon. So like mother, I didn't even think about mother or grandma or anyone else. Like I just think of like sometimes they're like Grandma Sue and Aunt Margaret and oh my god, the groom's mom and the groom's grandma all want services. So we're like, oh my god. Oh, what about working on like mature skin? Because I knew Um, I always struggled with that, and I was like, your your skin's moving so much. It's really hard. I personally am struggling, but. Like their eyeballs would like literally they have move. like a whole like extra lid on yes. their lid. Yeah. And it was and it's like and you feel and I remember feeling so bad, but I was like, I genuinely like don't know how to do this. Yeah. I <laughs> like, just try to tell people and ask questions like, what do you normally wear on your skin? And yeah, I tell them like, well, I'm not gonna put a bunch of stuff on your skin if you're not used to wearing it. And try to accentuate their other features like their eyes and like, or give them a nice eyebrow or like make sure that, you know, there's some pretty shimmer on their eyes with some individual lashes and a little lip color and it'll change your whole look. You know, sometimes yeah. you have to like take the focus off the, the not so great and try to highlight stuff that you can to make it look cohesive and balanced in a way that she's going to look in the mirror and feel like herself, but like the best version of herself where she's going to go, wow, I didn't know I could look like that. And oftentimes that's the replies we get from like moms and grandmas because they've been doing their hair and makeup a certain way their whole life. Mm -hmm. And they've never had like an actual professional experience where someone's like, you should try styling your hair like this and you should wear like a little mascara and eyebrow and it'll really change your whole look. Like throw some rouge on, throw some, you know, like just do anything. We can just try. Would you say that's like the most rewarding part about this industry is just the way people feel at the end? I think so. That's like the, the big reward. The takeaway that I get from it is that sometimes people will almost get emotional or cry and they're like, I never thought I could look this beautiful or thank you so much. Like I feel so happy and so beautiful. And um, and, and seeing like the little light inside of them come, come Mm -hmm. on and they feel a little bit more confident and you just kind of want to go like, yeah, girl, like you look amazing, like embrace it, enjoy it. Cause these weddings are, you know, there are people's most of the time, their best day of their life. So you'd hope that they would feel, you know, really good that day. So yeah, I always tell people like, make sure you're eating and drinking water and, so you can just be present and feel good and and be in the moment and not feel any other outside noise. 
I feel like my wedding, I always say like, is the day that I'm going to look probably the best in my entire life. At least I'm hopeful that that would be the day of, course. of the day. So you would say your looks that you love the most are, or that you specialize in are like a natural glam. Yeah. I would say people really just want like a classic look for bridal because they right. don't want it to be overdone or too overstated. Um, you know, you want your fiance and your dad to look at you or your, you know, whoever you look up to your family, your friends to go like, wow, that's her, but better, you know? And sometimes for you, you know, you do like a more dramatic look. So obviously you might do something a little bit more dramatic for your wedding, but I can guarantee you that you'll still keep it fairly simple or, or pretty much you, like you're not going to go crazy on your wedding because, you know, you're going to do something that you feel most pretty in and whoever does your makeup, or if you do your own makeup, you know what you like, and you're going to, you're going to be able to, to make it come alive in a way that feels timeless and classic and, you know, elevated the most polished version of yourself. What about lipstick? I feel like that's the last product I have a question about because there's a lot of kissing yeah they always <laughs> recommend like liquid lip stains okay um like lime crime has great ones um dose are of they colors. moisturizing they're a little bit on the drier side but my okay. biggest tip is I like to do those like matte lip stains like YSL has a really good one there's another weird brand called feral okay um, that they have like a moussey matte liquid lip stain lipstick and I just add a little tiny bit of Vaseline over it when I'm done with applying it and I've noticed that it keeps it movable to the point where you can still like move your lips and it doesn't feel like dry and crepey and crappy Um, and then not having to worry about that like getting on the groom when you guys do kiss Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's most of the time really people aren't going to like smack up there, you know, like, but yeah. you want it to not come off all over his face. So, well, if you're like an overliner, like I overline my lips, can you still do that with a stain? Yeah. I mean, you can totally, I, a lot of times I'll put the stain on and then do the liner and then oh, okay. like a buffing brush or a lip brush to kind of like clean up the lines, if you will. But, um, yeah, if you're gonna do a dramatic kiss with your groom, then a lot of times no. I I won't be doing that. Like, so I think that's don't probably do fine crazy on your lips. But you know, most of the time they're like, we're not. We're just gonna do like a pack. I just so. want to know more for like my everyday, like or not my everyday, but when I go out, like yeah, I'm, like, Katie's every day, and when she's kissing all these people, like, <laughs> yeah, like the I'm like, there's literally no it. kissing. It's just like I notice, like when I go out, which is like rare, but like my lipstick doesn't stay on very well, so that's why I was like what can I use to like make this a little better? There's a brand by that I get at Namie's and it's called Feral. It's F-E-R-A-L. And it's the best liquid lip stain I think I've ever used. And I use it on all my brides. And a lot of times they'll come back and they say, oh yeah, you did my rehearsal last night. And I went back to my room at 11. I still had lip color on. Oh, okay. So it like stains your lips in a way that like, you know, it really it almost has like a color underneath the color. So it stains your lips when it does kind of rub off or come off a little bit. Like it leaves something pigmented on your lips. So which it is still nice. looks like you got a little something. Yeah, a little something. If they're still okay. going to be taking your photograph, you know, by six or seven at night, you want something on your lips because sometimes it looks very flat. 
when yes. there's just like nothing on. So yeah. Well, do you have any more questions, Jennifer? I don't I think like so. That was super fun. Covered so much. I feel like I have all these tips and tricks, not for wedding, but just for my everyday. <laughs> I know. I know <laughs> that like you like do weddings, out. but I'm literally like asking Yeah, I was like, okay, what can I use for myself? Because yes. when I do, when we go out, we like to do like a full glam look. Always. So it's, it's like all or nothing. I'm either wearing nothing on my face or I'm yeah. going to do my makeup and hair. So it's like, there's no in between. So for me, it's like a wedding look would just be my <laughs> that would be my normal everyday thing yes yeah when I'm going out so and I'm doing layers like makeup by Mario yes. layers like makeup All by Ariel. the shit out of my face yes. yes and can you uh drop your handles and socials and where people can contact you yeah, I mean, we're easy to find on social we're just cheek to cheek artistry it's all one word um it's T-O, not the, not the number two. Some people get confused with that, but I feel like um, if you're around for the aim days, you would do yeah, it too. If, yeah. <laughs> if you had it, if you had AOL and messenger, then you definitely, yes. It sounds like a screen name when you say, when we say our handles. Um, but yeah, we're, we're easy to find on social media and we have, we're all across all platforms as far as like review sites go, Yelp, WeddingWire, The Knot. And we have a, a small little homemade website that I have been meaning to redo, but I have not had time to do it. So yeah, it was such a pleasure talking with you guys. I had so much fun. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. And guys, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at Brilliant Podcast and on our Twitter at Brute Blunt Pod and like follow, subscribe wherever you guys listen. And thanks so much for listening. Dana, thanks so much for being here and giving us the inside scoop on this. I've learned so so many makeup tips. It was so fun. Let's do it again. Yes, of course. All right. Thanks, Dana. Thank you, girls.